Welcome to another episode of the Wrestling Roundup uh, with uh, me, the Humane Suplex Machine Buckshot Laureate. And uh, joining me this evening to mark out about wrestling, uh, as always, we have Turbo. How are you this evening, Turbo? I am doing fantastic now that we have <laughs> actually get to sit down and have a little chat about everything that is going on in the wrestling. It's been a minute. We haven't chatted yes. in a while. It has um, been a while. I don't think we. A- I don't think I remember what we talked about the last time we had one of these uh, wrestling yeah, it- uh, roundups. So. It- it's been a while, so uh, <laughs> we haven't we haven't chatted about anything at all. So, right. collision is the new thing, right? You know, yes. we're what we're on episode. Are we four episodes in now? Um, I believe four? this past week was the fourth episode, if I'm yes. not mistaken. So yes. we're four episodes in, and yes. episode one was as famously as we know was in Chicago for CM right. Punk, so everyone didn't boo. Um, <laughs> How did you feel about that episode? Um, well, uh, I mean, anybody who's listened to the show knows that uh, I'm not a huge CM Punk fan. Uh, so um, I was very um, kind of nervous about what the presentation would be. Because to me, um, he's just been a heel for very like honestly I feel like he's been a heel since his feud with Eddie Kingston like there's just something about him that I just can't root for it's Um, a smarminess it's he's smarmy he seems a little ingenuous he seems a little slimy the way he says things it's what he's working us he's working us that's what it is he he see so I have to believe that that's what is happening but something that then so okay sorry I was thinking that. So watching him do his speech in Chicago and like take his jabs at the young bucks and just say like, where, where's the lie? Like, um, I, I can't remember what he said, but it prompted me to say, what are you talking about? Your buddy bit Kenny. Like he was just acting like, oh, I've done nothing wrong and I'm justified if you only knew. And it's like, no, like we have that somebody was bit like, you threw a chair like that's not okay how are you ever justified in doing those actions like it just I cannot get behind that and then the whole like oh you may not like me but because you like the guys that are more soft than me like oh he's so hardcore like oh like that's why I don't like punk because he's so hardcore like no punk is (laughs) sorry it's just He's so unlikable to me and it has to be a work or else he's the most delusional person on the planet. No. Oh, he's working us. Cause like he already knows he's probably the softest wrestler in that. He's been injured how many times. <laughs> right. So he yeah. knows that just saying that is just like making the, the, the people who really hate him really hate him. It's the same thing yeah. as like, that's the whole reason why he said like a c- couple counterfeit bucks. I'm right. one bill oh, yeah. Phil. In a land yeah. of counterfeit bucks. It's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, like that kind of shit makes me think like, yeah, this is all a work. Or this is all like maybe when, because apparently right now the one the one sort of uh, person or the people who are not open to punk right now are the young bucks. Everybody else has been either neutral or open to it. So. Um, no, Moxley's maybe, like, fuck him. I don't want to work with him. 
John Moxley, th- he Moxley said that. And- oh yeah, about Punk. Yeah, yeah because yeah. Punk, Punk um, threw him under the bus and like the creative from last summer. He like basically said that sucked because it was John Moxley's fault. So yeah, I don't blame John Moxley for being like, "Fuck you." <laughs> like, yeah. and here's um, the thing about Mox. He'll he'll stand behind that. Like he that that like unless Tony offers him some good money and and to be all honest, yeah, it's it's yeah, Tony'll do it. So Moxie will work with CM Punk eventually again, but it's gonna cost Tony Khan if it if it's ever gonna happen. <laughs> well, Punk, did you hear the rumor about how Punk was uh apparently volunteered to be the fifth member for the BCC for Blood and Guts? Yeah, and then that's when Moxie's like, We don't fucking want him. <laughs> oh, I didn't. I didn't hear Mox say that. Um, yeah. I just. Okay, I did not yeah. know that part. Um, but it, okay, so back to CM Punk. So CM Punk is all like, whatever. Like, you guys, like, I, I'm the best, and I'm. I, I can't quite tell if he's sincere, if he wants to be a face, or if he's doing it all as like a work, as a heel. And I'd like to think that it's because he's a heel. It makes it more palpable for me. But then this past Saturday at Collision, um, Ricky Starks turned heel um, and he cheated to beat Punk. Um, I I, I feel like, again, like they're trying to cram CM Punk as a face uh, to me. See, I don't think that at all. I think I'm cool completely. Yeah, I got got a great idea for this if this is going to go the way I think it is. Okay, what do you think so, is going to happen? So what's going to happen is, yes, Starks, grab the ropes, dirty pin, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Starks is going to be like, I beat one of the great, you know, how he does his baby face, you know? Right. He's going to say that in the ring to rile the crowd up, right? Right. And then what's going to happen is Punk's music's going to hit. He's going to come out and he's going to be like, you know what, Ricky? I would have done the same thing. You know what? That's all right. I understand. I get it. And shake his hand, right? Okay. Shake his hand and walk out of the ring. Nothing other than that, right? Okay. That's that's what's going to happen. And then what's going to happen is is then FTR is going to be like, dude, like you know, he went wrong. Like, shouldn't we? And he's and they're like, no, nah, man. Like, just leave him alone. I get it. I was like okay. Ricky was. You were like Ricky. We were all like Ricky once because it's true. Okay. Right. And then essentially, what it's going to be is you're going to see. The Ricky Starks heel is the beginning of the heel turn of Comforter. Because CMFTR, Comforter. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you think he's the first one out of those guys to go heel? Yeah, because it's, it was unexpected. Everyone's expecting Punk to turn heel. Everyone's expecting FTR to, to eventually turn heel. Like, they all, like, that's kind of where everyone knows that the story's going, but what a swerve okay. to make Ricky turn heel first. And then, you know, have a have a little bit of a back and forth with Punk. Maybe they have a couple matches and CM Punk gets a dirty pin on Ricky and then Ricky, you know, oh, you got me back. Okay, it's cool. And, you know, they See, do I, that back and forth and then they become like this fucking really cool faction where it's CM Punk, FTR and Ricky Starks. And, you know, it could be CM Punk and Ricky and, and Dax for the trios and then it could be they could have the tag team. I'm thinking like they could have a hold the whole belt. Like they could be like the undisputed era, you know, like uh, from uh, NXT where they held all the belts at one time. That's really optimistic. It is. But it like, in all honesty, it's the CM Punk show. Yeah, so... I know it's the CM Punk show, but I feel like it, this is more so like Punk wants to feud with Ricky. 
Um, Tony Khan doesn't know how to book baby faces. And Ricky said, if you can't book a baby face, then turn me back heel. And uh, now CM Punk gets to have a, a feud with Ricky Starks. And they can have a few I matches. Mean- and that culminates at all in or sorry, All Out, that's in Chicago, where CM Punk is the face always in, in Chicago. Like, I feel like this is just to justify a feud with Punk, and Punk's not going heel. Maybe, but I'm like, I'm not going to lie, I really like heel Ricky Starks better Me than too. face Ricky Starks. Yeah, so. I agree, I agree. Like, Ricky had that really good, like, it worked well against them. I guess that's the thing, Ricky... He's great with other people who are great, and he's great, like, on his own. But when he's with people who aren't so great, then he doesn't necessarily – he's not there yet to elevate everybody, I guess you could say. No, he and can't. Face, like he's, he, he can play his role if he has to. But when mm-hmm. it comes to trying to be the role of, a, of a, like, a, a feud, he just can't seem to – it doesn't translate for some reason. Yeah, and maybe, and that's the thing. Maybe he's like, oh, it's because I was doing it as a face and I'm just not used to being a face. And that's mm. why he was like, Tony, make me a heel. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. To, I'm just happy. If this, isn't, if this is the reason we see more Ricky Starks on TV and have him quali- have quality matches, bring it on. I love Ricky Starks. So, we'll see. I'm just happy that he's getting, you know, something meaty because he's getting to go up against Punk. So, but ultimately he's going to lose, obviously, because Punk can't lose, right? He Punk can't can lose, lose. Clean, that's for sure. Exactly. That's the thing. You can, he can't lose clean. He can lose, he's but never, it has to be some shenanigans. He's, he's never lost. He's never lost clean. Like when Moxley pinned him technically without cheating, he was injured, remember? Like he wasn't sure if he could come back in the ring and um whatever he had that whole like i wasn't 100 percent, and i you know whatever i doubted myself so it's not like oh john moxley beat him at his best john moxley beat him when he was like you know hurt or whatever like oh i just oh there's just something about him i can't like him there's there's i just dislike him i don't i don't have fun with him i understand i understand it's like me with greg hammer valentine can't stand that (laughs) man can't stand him don't like Every him. chance you get on the podcast, or like not just the wrestling podcast, but even Geek Street, yep, any chance you him. get to tell the world that you hate Greg the Hammer Valentine. Useless wrestler. I think, <laughs> I think he was the worst wrestler ever. Blonde man, period. Worst ever blonde man, period. Just that made no, no. sense, but I'm elevated and I do apologize. But, no, I got it. He was a blondie, right? He's yeah, like he Ric Flair a- and yeah. He's just this bleach blonde guy who had like a build like me, you know, an upside down bowling pin, you know, <laughs> and just like, and he's supposed to be this feared badass. And I'm just like, I ain't right. buying it, man. I ain't buying it. Greg the Hammer Valentine. <laughs> Is it the last name Valentine? I I know it's the stupid middle name, the, the hammer. No, oh. no, I just don't <laughs> like it. Like, you don't look like a hammer. You look like you were hit with a hammer, but yeah like it's just the guy man he's i can't stand the guy like I, I can't watch any of his wrestling matches like if i go back and try to watch like an episode of like a, i don't know saturday night main event and he's on it it just ruins the whole event i'm just like oh, i hate really? it i can't watch it i'm just like oh greg greg the hammer's on i can't watch this one can't support him at all oh wow yeah don't like him 
Okay, well, I don't know if I'm that far on CM Punk, but I do dislike him immensely and not in a fun way. Like I dislike, you know, Don Callis or Christian Cage, but. Man, um, Christian Cage is a fucking asshole. My God, he's so good. So so back to Collision. So first episode of Collision, we have (laughs) the TNT Championship, Wardlow versus Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus wins. And in the moment, I'm like, poor Wardlow. This guy, he can't, you know, get a decent push. That's too bad. And then Christian grabs the belt from the ref and acts as if he's the one who won it. And I was like, sold. This is amazing. I love Christian Cage. See, like, that's a heel that I enjoy watching. Like, that is fucking hilarious to me. Isn't it? Like, what what do you think about Christian and Luchasaurus right now and their uh, unholy alliance uh, with the TNT Championship? I love the fact that it's Christian's title. Yeah, yeah, but he yeah. Does, but he's not defending it. I love that aspect. It's like, yeah, yeah, we'll fight. Yeah. Like, he's just booking the matches because he knows right. Luchasaurus is a beast. And right. he's just like, yeah, this is going to be one of the greatest reigns ever. And he's going to think it's his reign, but it's really right. Luchasaurus's. But he doesn't grasp that concept. No. Like, he's kind of gotten mad with trying to be be a champion. And I kind of right. I'm digging it. So I love it. Cool. Yeah. I think it's awesome. Um, another thing about Collision, um, mm-hmm. the first episode, uh, that match between Andrade and Buddy Matthews. Great what googly did you think? moogly. Great googly moogly. That what was a that was a match. That was a that was a fucking match. That's one thing I will say. Collision. I think out of the four episodes, three episodes have had like match of the year contenders. And the first one is Andrade versus Buddy Matthews. That match was so good. I was so happy to see Andrade finally win. Um, he is a beefy, flippy boy. Like, really, he's everything. He's the perfect package, in my opinion. So, uh, And then him and Buddy Matthews just got to just impress everybody with what they can do. It was just oh, it was awesome. And I love the little tribute at the end to their significant other's uh, in WWE, uh, Buddy Matthews put um, uh, what's his face uh, Andrade in uh, Rhea's finisher, and then Andrade did the figure eight, which is Charlotte Flair's finisher, and so that was very cute. Yeah, that match was awesome. What did you think? I love the match. I love the psychology of the match. The psychology of the match. It was right. Fantastic. It was paced well. Even the right. even the ad breaks made sense, so it wasn't so bad. Um, but the only thing I didn't like about it was mm-hmm. the fact that it was on. I should say I shouldn't. I don't don't like it. I love the fact Andrade won. I'm interested to see where this storyline's going because it's all about the mask, right? And you know, and, you know Malachi's like I'm taking it away from you because you know right. you wore the mask out to the ring and you take it off. You're better without it. You don't need right. it. But then like uh, uh, Andrade's like, hey, like this is my heritage. Right. I'm stronger with it, sort of thing. And it's just it's kind of like this dichotomy of like. Well, Malachi Black also yeah. wears a mask too, right? So. Yeah, I guess. Boys, so. Yeah, they're both masky boys, so they're both kind of you know a little darker. They have that little edge to them. They're a little edge lordy. So right. uh, it's going to be interesting to see, like, because uh, Andrade doesn't have his team with him anymore. He's kind of an right. insider. They don't. They won't help him. And 
Well, he's wonder- a face and they're heels still. Tech- Last we saw, they were still heels, right? Yeah. So it's just kind of like, do we, like, is this going to be a thing where this is how he, they get the family back together? Or is this going to be like, they're going to beat up Andrade to the point where he joins the House of Black and becomes their underling and then maybe something happens? Like, I don't know where, like, I know where I would like the story to go, right. but I think it's going to go the opposite way. So uh, I'd be, I'd be curious too to know. Like I feel like obviously this is leading up to Malachi Black versus Andrade, and I don't know if it'll be another collision thing or if it will be for the pay per view or all in. Who knows? Well, um, but what I do know, I found out recently through the dirt sheets, like a, a fucking mark is that uh, Andrade and Malachi Black are actually good friends in real life. So they might just want to work together. So that could be uh, interesting for maybe a longer-term story. So Well, to give you a little history of their friendship, back in their WWE days, as Aleister right. Black and uh, I can't remember what his name was for WWE. I think it was just Andrade, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was just Andrade. Um, like they, Andrade was partnered with Selena Vega, she, mm. that, and that was his valet because you know he still was learning the language, so right. she was his she was his mouthpiece, right? And it was always Selena and and uh, Andrade together, right. and then she was into Malachi, and then they started dating, and got together, right. and they've been, you know, they're they're what they're what are they husband and wife now. And I like, think they're married, yeah. And they yeah. have a bunch of adorable cats that I follow on Instagram. That's awesome. I didn't know they had Instagram <laughs> cats. Yes, they do. Team Pomato. Team Pomato. I'll, I can send you a... Send, send me a link. Yeah. I'll send yeah. you a link. But yeah, they have about like six cats. And they're either like Persian or Bengal cats. Like they're, oh, cool. they're these beautiful cats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, think so, I think Celine is the one who who runs the Instagram, but occasionally you do see like random uh, Malachi Black, like hanging out on the sofa with like three cats on his lap and stuff. It's, it's kind of cute. One of uh, yeah, the, the big, better big, wrestling uh, Instagram accounts to follow. Yeah. A big, scary wrestler dude who loves like screamy core music laying on a couch yeah. with like, the Persian cats on him. Right. Just chilling, yeah. you know? Yeah, so that's uh, that's adorable. Yeah, and that makes sense now that you mentioned it. I knew that Zelina was uh, Andrade's manager, so it makes sense that yeah, they would all be. Yeah, they were like they were like road wives. They were like they were real right. close, and he's like, "Hey, don't worry, I'll take care of her." And he's like, "You right. better <laughs> like that sort of stuff." Yeah, it's kind of you know, it's like that big brother, you know, uh, friendship that they had. So yeah, right. it's kind of, it's, it's yeah, open. I'm hoping it does work out for them where they get to do some really cool things. Right. Well, apparently Malachi Black said that he specifically requested to be exclusive to Collision mm-hmm. because the schedule works really well uh, for him to be available uh, or sorry, to work Saturday nights because uh, Selena's schedule would mean that she's working Saturday nights. So if he can have Wednesdays off, apparently that's her day off. So um, I wonder if that's the appeal for like Andrade and uh, Buddy Matthews as well. Is the the scheduling works better for them to tape on a Saturday night than a Wednesday night? Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, if and if Tony's cool with it, 
Right. I mean, that's great for everybody on all counts. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. Like, I'm actually kind of excited if there's only going to be wrestlers on certain shows because right. it just makes me want to watch it. Cause like I'm a big house of black fan. So right. if they're only going to be, on, if they're only going to be on collision, I'm watching collision for right. sure. But yeah, I do I like other things. Like I know I love the dark order and they look like they're turning bad again. And I'm loving that. Right. So I'll watch Wednesday nights and you know, Moxley's on there, the Blackpool combat club. Like there's a lot of cool shit Still happening in wrestling. Yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, two matches, there's two other matches that I would say have been like match of the year contenders on collision. And they were this past Saturday and last Saturday. And those were the FTR bullet club gold tag team matches. Um, last Saturday, it was the eliminator one. So if the Blackpool, uh, sorry, not Blackpool, but if, uh, the bullet club won, they got a chance at, uh, uh, a title shot against FTR and they won that match. What did you think of that match? I love the fact that the, uh, like, I love the fact that they have what they call title eliminator matches. It makes right. sense. Whereas before right. it was like WWE would just throw a tag team match together with the champion and be a non-title right. match. And then they would call it like, I don't care. I can't remember what it was called. But okay. it, was, it didn't make sense, whatever the name was that they were calling right. it. And I'm just like, title eliminator makes sense because if they win, you don't get the shot at the title. That's right. an amazing fucking concept. And when you stick to it, which right. Tony Khan has done, right? He's had these matches before, and if you lose, you don't get a title shot after it, unless there was shenanigans. Right. I love that. And that's, what I like is that he does employ this on a re- on a consistent basis, but very rarely does a person win that that eliminator match. So they don't win the match, and then okay, well, they don't get a shot at the title anymore. This time, though, finally somebody won. Bullet Club Gold beat FTR, so they got the title shot. Um, so that made it that much more exciting because, you know the precedent set that people tend to not win these matches. So when they won, it was like that much more surprising. You, you didn't know, you didn't expect, I was very happy because I love that match. And I was like, I want to see this again. (laughs) So um, it was a really, really good match. Jay White finally is like, I'm finally seeing why everybody says Jay White's like the best wrestler in the world. Not to say that I ever thought he was bad, but there's just something, I guess I didn't know him that well in the ring yet. There's just something, um, his charisma wasn't obvious to me. I don't know. But like now that I know him a bit better, like I think he's fabulous in the ring. I love Juice Robinson. Hilarious. Rock hard. Um, yes. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Um, uh, I um, Actually, Swamp Ninja and I watched a few of his like promos or those, um, you know, the press conferences after New Japan. Yeah, uh, matches. We watched yep. like a handful of his, and uh, they were just all so ridiculous and uh, hilarious. So I was like, "Oh, this Juice Robinson. Why is nobody excited about him? I think he's great." And like now, everybody's like, "The juice know, is loose." What I see, yeah, no, I I'm so happy. And those like those, and then last Saturday, the falls count every uh, not falls count anywhere. Uh, best two out of three, uh, like forty seven minute match or like a fifty minute match. Um, it was, uh, 
freaking awesome. Like I was kind of getting bored of FTR, but now I'm realizing it's like, yeah, cause they weren't wrestling much. So that's why I didn't really think they were that exciting as a tag team. But now that I'm seeing them wrestle again, I'm like, yes, that's right. FTR is awesome. Like, um, yeah. What did you think of last Saturday's match? So last Saturday's match uh, was a great googly moogly again. It was <laughs> it was bananas because of how well paced it was. The timing yes. was there. Everything was like clockwork. It's like the right. you know this the distraction, the behind the the behind the referee, right? Um, cheating the oh knock him off the ramp so he can't tag like all of it was just so on point it was firing right. on all cylinders it was a slobber knocker as jr would say because it was just like the first fall and then there was so oh, many, yeah the, the the first fall was amazing and then the second fall which was uh what was it uh, uh juice robinson and sling blade or uh jay white and wasn't it some sort of combination move that they did that won them the, the uh the uh, fall. I'm trying to remember what it was called. No, I think they got the first pin. That's it. They and, got the first yeah. pin. They they were the ones and, that got yeah. the first pin. Yeah, and it was this tandem yeah, offense it, that was just crazy. Right. It was. It was exactly. It was a tandem office uh, offense thing. But it was just like yeah, everybody in the ring, just playing their roles well, and just it. Yeah, it was a spectacular finish. I don't remember. The, I mean, even if I did remember the moves i don't have know the names of the moves so i couldn't tell you but like yeah it was it was uh exhilarating like you're all like ah and then they got the pin and it was like oh my god yes like you were cheering like you were watching a hockey game or something like it was well like ftr took so much damage in the mat in that match. oh yeah like they were like hurt they were like you know they went 55 minutes and then the oh it was final... 55 minutes it was 55 minutes and then wow. the last fall was in that last five minutes and it was like they got the, the, the they got the double submission and then they they're both their legs gassed right. and they couldn't do it again and then it was like rolling around and then it was just i can't remember some sort of schmoz happened and now it's just right. dax and juice in the ring and then dax is like fuck it i'm pulled off i'm pulling the compression bandage off i don't care Right. Puts him in the puts him in the sharpshooter, really sinks it in, gets the big squat bend into him. Juice Robinson taps out at like fifty eight minutes and twenty two seconds or some shit like that. Oh wow! And it's, it's just bananas, and the crowd goes absolutely fucking bananas as well. Everyone's happy because Bullet Club Gold looked amazing. Right. They're, you know they're going to be now. You know they're going to be in the title, the the tag team title uh, hunt for a while. Right. Um, you know, you're going to see, you know, the guns as well because they're the part of the bang, bang, gang, gang or whatever they call right. it. Um, yeah. Um, but, actually I just had a thought. Do you think, cause right. Okay. So let's, uh, hit another story to go back to Jay White though. Uh, right now we have MJF and Adam Cole, um, together yeah. in a tag team. And um, MJF seems to be really excited about being Adam Cole's friend. And Adam Cole is like begrudgingly starting to, to like MJF back. And uh, do you think they want to give uh, MJF a little bit of a face turn so that he can go and have a little program against Jay White? Um, 
I think so. I think that's what they're trying to do. I, I agree with you. That'd they're be trying cool. to they're trying to give uh, MJF a little bit of a face turn because yeah, Jay White and MJF. They wanted him up against a heel for something, and Jay White, yeah, yeah, and Jay White, the charisma, his smarminess. Right. And Max and Max being this newly good guy, so he can still be a little fucking edgy and smarmy too. Right. That's psychology. Well, that's Adam psychology's Cole, good. Yeah. I actually with Adam Cole, like I was actually happy when he was uh in his match with MJF, which I don't think we've spoken about since. And that was a very good match. I think that was my favorite Adam Cole match. Other than the war games match I saw from like years ago when I first started watching wrestling. Um, I think this that match against MJF that was at a time limit draw might have been my favorite Adam Cole match, like at least in AEW. Like um, they um, they work well together. Um, oh, why did I bring that up? I brought it up for a reason. Anyway, point is, uh, yeah, I uh, feel like. Uh, that would uh, anyway. I lost my train of thought. I'm so sorry. Can you edit this out? <laughs> oh no, we're leaving it in. Oh no. It's like it's like buckshot caught a fade. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Well, no, I just like I'm talking about Adam Cole, and I normally don't like Adam Cole that much. So, like, why am I going on at length about how great Adam Cole is? Because he's um, with MJF, who you do like. No, I think and... it's because it's face turn. At... Oh, I remember why I brought it up. Okay, so in that half-hour match, <laughs> at yep. one point, he uh, kicked or he punched MJF in the dick. Yeah. And he would do that because he was a heel, and that was his move. Like, that's how he beat all of his opponents when yeah. he was a heel, Adam Cole, and that's why I yeah. hated him. It was so predictable and boring, and it pissed me off every time it happened. But, like, this is the only time I've ever seen him do the, like, punch to the, the dick where I actually was like, yes, good. So, like, yeah, he's a baby face now, but he still has his edge, I guess. He could always turn heel again. But I like him as a face. Don't turn him heel anytime soon. Like, You like um, the chugs. You like the chugs. I love it. I, I've been saying that. Like, I think you can go back and listen to old episodes of the podcast, and I will... I've said this in the past, like, just give me chugs and let me cheer for him. And I'd be happy to do that. I just don't like the heel Adam Cole baby because, yeah, his as much as I like Adam Cole, um, his his skill set's pretty limited. He always does the same things every match. He's not very versatile. Um, and then, yeah, the the punch to the dick. Uh, in the finish, I, I just, it's so, uh, I, I just started pissing me off. I wasn't enjoying wrestling. I was just like, oh, of course, this is how he wins again. You know? Anyway. So, Vicious yeah. Vicious punch right. to the dick. Yeah. Vicious punch. Um, I wanted to ask you something. So, I think that Adam Cole will be the one who betrays MJF. And I think MJF will be heartbroken and he's going to be even more of a heel because he had a chance. He thought he had a friend, finally had a friend, but that friend betrayed him. And so now he's like, forget it. I'll never trust again. And he just turns into like super mega asshole. Mark my words. That's what's going to happen. Just throwing tequila drinks in every kid's face. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Oh, did you hear the story about the things that wrestlers are not allowed to do in AEW anymore? Yeah, they they banned a few moves, and you're not allowed to go in the crowd if you're bleeding. This is usually standard policy, right. but 
but also the don't uh, engage with uh, the audience. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, everybody was like, yeah, that's the MJF rule. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, they had to smooth things over with that poor kid and his mother uh, after MJF threw a drink in their face, in that kid's face. <laughs> Old Powerhouse um, Hob came through. Powerhouse Hobbs came through. Yeah, uh, he did. And he had a face turn too. What do you think of that? Has it, is it a face turn? Well, he turned on Has, QT. Yeah, but what happened last episode? Nothing, right? Like, I don't think... I think the, the uh, don't worry, I apologize, everything's okay. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. But I, how before long QT fucks up again, and then Powerhouse Hobbs is like, that's it, and then they have a match, and he squashes QT Marshall, and he becomes a face, because now Ricky's a heel. keep those two away from each other no i get it but like it seems like those two kind of have um i think they're they're kind of being set up as like a long-term feud and so their now yeah keep horrible. them apart um their matches are horrible. they're not memorable i can they're, i'm trying to remember but yeah they're not it's well like, no they only had that one match and it was like a squash against ricky no, I thought they were. They, I'm pretty sure they had another match. It was a pay per view or something, wasn't it? Or like I don't a remember. Battle of the Belts or something. I can't remember, Maybe. but I'm pretty sure well, I've I seen mean, them like twice. It couldn't have been that good if I don't remember it. So yeah, because it was like I just remember them in the ring together, going and going. These guys should not be in the same ring because it's Ricky doing all the heavy lifting and Powerhouse Hobbs just doing the mm, choke slam, power slam. Spinebuster right. slam, 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 slam. Because that's really all he can do. Like, you don't see him, you know, being any more athletic or any submission holds. It's just right. slam, slam, slam. That's a good so, point. So it's kind of like I like Ricky can do all the flippy-dippy, really high-risk stuff. Right. But for a big guy like, like, like him, it's just he's not, he's not Brian Cage Agile. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like, or even Andrade. Goes, yeah, like, you're not, you're not, like, you can't do a moonsault. You can't, you can barely right. get up onto the top rope. Like, that's scary when you even try. You're not really sure-footed up there. Right. So, like, you're just, you're just not that, you're not that big man. You're not that type of big man. You're not Brian Cage. Yeah. You're not Wardlow. You're not Luchasaurus. Even Wardlow, Luch though. Yeah, Wardlow's, like, pushing your limits because, like, it took Same him a while to get up on that rope. Yeah, those two, when they do those moves, it's like, ooh, you're cutting it really close to, like, they're just Dying. so big. Yeah, they just, so many times they cut really close to just, like, crashing their neck into the into the ring. And, yeah, it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why they, have, they insist on doing it. it. It's not. Brian Cage and Andrade, those are the only two beefy guys. Or, no, no, no. I guess I'm, I, Andrade is not that beefy. To like Brian Cage and Powerhouse Hobbs and Wardlow, I guess he's not that beefy, but um, but yeah, Brian Cage is like a weird freak. Like, um, who better? Who, yeah, exactly. Like, nobody, nobody does that as well as he does. So, even Keith Lee, like, Keith Lee, when he does that move, he saves it for like a special occasion, and it's almost like he knows, like, yeah, I should not, you know, like, uh, the more odds you, you know, the more times you do something, the more the odds of you fucking up go up. So maybe he's like, yeah, 
I'm only saving that for the pay-per-view. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. We'll see what happens with Powerhouse Hobbs. I like him. I think he looks great in the ring. And when he does the big boy like slams and stuff, it's like really satisfying. So I hope we can find a way to make him a, a, a star. We'll see. Well, I think Punk wants to, to work with him. Punk, Punk okay. seems high on him. Um, That's good. Hopefully that works out. Well, so do you want to talk uh, Blood and Guts or... Uh, let's talk Blood and Guts. Let's, let's, let's talk Blood and Guts. Because okay, it's what? So Wednesday. It's Wednesday. It's, it's Wednesday, yes. But I have to ask you first, as mm-hmm. we transition into Blood and Guts, um, Don Callis, <laughs> how have you been... Uh, um, I guess I, I'm, I'm putting, I, the only words I can think of would be like guiding your answer, but like, I'll just say it. How, uh, have you been enjoying, uh, his crowd reactions? Oh man, he's got white fucking heat. I'll tell you. Yeah. Like, have like you heard, seen, have you seen the videos of uh, people in the crowds, uh, like taping it? Cause you do not hear anything he says. Oh, yeah, because people are booing so bad. Well, the problem, like, when he came out uh, to his music where it's just that hum of something. Right. Like, I'm like, what is that? Because, like, I was watching it when we were, I I purchased, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Forbidden Door. Okay. And And when he came out uh on that with that music i thought I, my my stream was going bad or something I'm like that can't be his music right because it was just like this low hum like oh like a right. throat singer of some sort right, or something right. I'm like, what is this and then all of a sudden <laughs> he got in the ring picked the microphone up and then the audio turned normal i'm like that was his fucking theme music it was so weird <laughs> and like it didn't help i was wrecked right like i was i got really high to watch uh forbidden door and I was wrecked, and I'm like, is my like, is my speaker going bad? Like I was like, gone. <laughs> um, did you uh, notice too the what uh, is on the screen when he comes out? It's like a a double manned centaur with him and Takeshita. Um, I think that's pretty amazing. Um, Don Callis, uh, yeah, he's like my favorite heel in wrestling right now. Uh, he's so ridiculous. I love it. Well, Don Callis is like, uh, like I've I've seen Don Callis since uh, the Jackal days in WWE, where he was like leader okay. of the Truth Commission, which was like he's like this cult leader, zealot, okay. like uh, like foreign sympathizer type character, which was like every everyone just hated him. Like okay. Cal- Don Callis has always known how to get heat, like in every okay. like he was once the uh, like he was part of ECW. And then he became okay. like then he was he was rep, the representative of TNN the network they were on because the okay. TNN network was using them as a, like just this uh, roll-in show to their you know action hour of Roller Jam and Monster Jam instead okay. of like they were using they were using ECW as an advertisement tool but they weren't okay. and ECW wasn't allowed to go outside and get any advertising so that's why ECW had to fold on TNN because they were dead in the okay. water they couldn't do anything. And okay. so the Jackal, which was, it was Paul Heyman's idea. He's like, Hey, Jackal, you're going to be our network representative and we're going to beat you up. And you're going to be that smarmy, 
Oh, you know, okay. And taking the belt away from Rob Van Dam and giving it to his own champion and that type of thing, like being the smarmy character. So, like, okay. it's really cool to see Don Callis at this height of of being, like, just, red, like, white hot where okay. people can't stand him, right. which is awesome. Like, I love it, the fact that people could just, like, physically want to hit him. Like, they really want to yeah. hurt him. Yeah, no, he's... I'm surprised we don't see things thrown at him into the ring. Like, I think it's announced at the beginning of the show. <laughs> do not do that. <laughs> yeah, do not throw or you're leaving yeah. very uncomfortably. Yeah, but like it's just it's it's pretty spectacular to see it. And it and without fail, no matter where they go, every time I love it. But yes, blood and guts. Um mm-hmm. this week we have the Blackpool Combat Club saws uh, Brian Danielson. Oh, quickly, sidebar about Brian Danielson. How did you feel when you heard the final countdown at Forbidden Door? He came out for his match with Okada. Oh, man, I was fucking losing my mind. Like, <laughs> I'm like, they're fucking doing it. They're fucking yeah. doing it. And then it was like, oh, Tony had to pay a lot of money for that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was like, wow, craziness. Yeah, I, I popped. I was really excited to hear it. Um, I think I like it so much better than his current entrance music. So I really hope it's permanent. Um, yeah. So Brian Danielson injured his arm quite severely in that match. So he cannot be uh, part of the Blackpool combat club along with Takeshita. Um, so Pac has stepped in. How, what are your thoughts on Pac being the Blackpool combat club fifth member? I'm loving it. I loving love it. the bastard. Love the bastard. Right. So yeah, and they then this week, I mean the pre in the promo, he basically explained it. You broke my face and I lost my belt. Like, fuck you, I want revenge. So yep, yeah, makes perfect sense. Pac would be like that. Um yeah, I'm don't think I've ever seen Pac in this kind of like death match though. Has Pac had any death matches in AEW? I believe he's had some not de- not in AEW, I don't think. But uh, actually, I, no. Uh, there was some pretty gruesome stuff in the at the end towards the end of the best of seven against the the elite there for the trios belts. I yeah, it was the, the ladder match, right? Yeah, the ladder match, yeah. But like, as far as him in a death match, not as Pac. I believe when he wrestled as Neville on okay. On the independence, I believe he had a couple of uh, death matches or or hardcore matches in like CZW right. or Game Changer Wrestling or GCW. I think okay. I think he wrestled there a couple times, and he probably got a little extreme for those matches. Okay. But like as far as as far as like televised, no, I don't think I don't think he's ever had anything on TV like that before. That should be fun. And well, then uh, I'm scared yeah. because I'm scared because it's two cages together. I'm hoping right. he's not going to try to run some fucking ring posts and do a Herna Karana off. Like someone sitting in the middle and him on the corner right. and run around and then do it. I don't know how I feel about that, but yeah. it may happen. It may happen. Uh, right. Yeah, no, blood and guts are always, um, they're always something. Um, before we go into, uh, into that uh they blackpool combat club are going up against the elite so we have kenny hangman the young bucks and then their fifth member is kota bushi which everybody was 
basically saying it has to be him or else we will riot. Uh, were you surprised that it was uh, Kota Ibushi for the fifth member of the uh, now known as Golden Elite? Oh, I wasn't surprised at all. They've been hinting at that for yeah. so long. Not even like the- hinting. They asked uh, Kota Ibushi like a few months ago, like, so yeah, are you thinking WWE or whatever? And he just flat out said, no, I'm waiting to go to AEW. So he basically said, I'm just waiting for the right time for me to show up there. Like, so it was just a matter of time, right? Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a shock at any point in time. I was just like, cool, Golden Elite versus Blackpool Combat Club right. with the bastard. Yeah. And it's gonna be madness and I'm so ready for it. Right. Well, so for me, I am now that I'm watching wrestling in a post uh, seeing Dante Martin's leg just basically um, completely separate from the rest of his body. Um, I those those uh, kinds of matches kind of scare me now. Oh yeah, I'm that's the whole point. That I'm oh, but I don't know. <sighs> like during the pay per view, I think Double or Nothing, uh, Wardlow does a senton onto Luchasaurus. I think mm-hmm. uh, off a ladder. Uh, mm-hmm. I closed my eyes. I was like, nope, I'm not gonna risk. Uh, having uh, another another Dante Martin moment. Uh, yeah, so I feel like I'm going to be closing my eyes during a lot of this blood and guts just out of fear of seeing somebody um, get, get spiked on their head and get spiked yeah. on their head and never survived. You oh. might see the like you might see the first death in the ring type thing. Like that's what no, you're afraid of. Okay, I wasn't going that far. I was just afraid I was gonna see somebody else like shatter a bone or break their neck, but like telling me that I might see somebody like splat and die, like great, that's another thing I have to worry about. Like have you did you, oh have you ever seen the point have you ever seen the uh footage? This is completely off time. Well, not really, but like we've seen somebody splat in the ring. Have you ever seen the footage of Brock Lesnar doing a shooting star press versus? Yes, Kurt I Angle? have, and, and I don't. He like almost it. he almost like lands on his head, like he just scoops his head, but you can see it like banged on the the canvas, and he yeah. almost landed on his face, but he landed yeah. on his upper chest. But he was like, "Oh, I'm fucked up now." Yeah, no, after, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, after, yeah, after that, he like never that. did it again. He never did the shooting star <laughs> press ever again. Uh, Pain's a hell of a drug or a hell of a teacher, I'll tell you that. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, speaking of moves that people were all like, what the hell, never do that again. Uh, the Tiger Driver, I think Tiger Driver 91 that Will Ospreay gave Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, were you one of the people who were all like, ah, don't do that? Or, oh no, I knew like I've I've seen Kenny wrestle before, and I've okay. seen the other Osprey. Like we've seen the other Osprey matches. If you've watched any of the Kenny Osprey things, you knew that was coming. Okay, I have you knew not, it was gonna. So. You 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 knew there was gonna be some a really scary drop on the head, but they've practiced it and practiced it and practiced it on mats for so long right. that it's like they've drilled it. It's like second nature to them. And I wish people understood right. that because right. it's not like they just went in there and be like, Hey, boy, I'm going to fucking drop you on your head. What right. do you think? Oh yeah. I can survive that. Like right. it wasn't like that. It was like, yeah. Hey, I got this idea. What do you think? Well, let's try it. Can we get away with it? What's the timing? Right. And then they're like fucking drilling it and drilling it and drilling it. Yeah. And, and, you know, like- and then, 
And then he only busted out on certain occasions, right? It's not like right. every fucking match they're doing it. It's, you know, one of, you know, if they re- if you wrestled seven matches, it's like two out of that seven that was pulled out. Right. Like, yeah. you know, people just need to relax a little bit. So I, I didn't like watching it, but I, I, again, I was just seeing it in the moment. I didn't like to watch it. But then Botchamania, uh, one of the endings, um, you know, you've, you watch Botchamania, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. So at the end, when they just have people who submit their sort of little bits, um, you know the dodgeball, the movie Dodgeball, where they watch um, a replay of their um, one of their players get hit in the face with the ball like over and over again. So somebody yeah. took the audio of that scene from Dodgeball, but put the that move, the Tiger Driver move from Forbidden Door. And it's just, it replays over and over again. So you really see it slowed down. You see everything. And once I saw it completely slowed down and like, you know, repeated over and over again, I noticed that Kenny wasn't dropped on his head. He was actually dropped on his neck. And it's just, they are professionals and he knows how to land exactly so that it looks like he got dropped exactly on his head, but he's actually landing on his neck. So it was like, oh, okay. It doesn't look so bad now. So, um, yeah, uh, Kenny was quoted as saying, like, you don't tell Mike Tyson how to box. Like, you know, we're professionals. We know what you're doing. Like, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut the fuck up. Like, so, yeah. If there's anybody in the world who knows how to take that move, I would probably Kenny Omega, right? Yeah. And, I mean, Osprey's taking some pretty crazy shit bumps too. So, like. Right. You can't just, you know, like, you can't look at each match and go, oh, that one was dangerous. It's like all their matches were dangerous, but they know right. the risk and they they, right. they they read the crowd. They know what they should be pulling out of it. The, like, they, I don't believe they, right. they uh, I don't believe they practice a match. They go, these are the spots we're going to get to. How we get there? Oh, we'll figure that out. Like, they have the right. spots. They're like, oh, this is where we're going to tiger drive right. for 91 right around this time, 15 right. minutes in. Right. At minute ten, you're gonna uh, you're gonna fire up and come back and beat my right. ass. That sort right. of stuff, right? Like just those little beats. But like they don't like these guys are professionals. They know what they're doing. Right. They've they've right. done this for decades now. Right. Like just just let them just let them do their thing. They like if I guarantee you, if if Kenny got hurt, right. there'd be no there'd be no ill will towards Osprey, and no, vice versa. If 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 Osprey right. got hurt when he was wrestling Kenny. Same thing. It's just like fuck, man. This ain't ballet. We're getting right. to, we're getting tossed around. It's pretty rough. Let's uh, let's call it a night. Right. Just gonna, like we're gonna learn from this and be like, we got to be a little more careful. Yeah, for the most That's part, like you, you hear this the the stories like the Bret Hart hates Goldberg and um, CM Punk certainly complained about like I think Ryback and like a few people, but like for the most part, wrestlers tend to be pretty. Um, understanding and know like that's nah, nothing personal it's just these things happen like even draws who sadly passed away recently he never held it against uh was it Delo? Uh, yeah he 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 was like no it, it was a freak thing they, it happened you know there's nothing you know that could have been done differently it's just it, these things happen sometimes so um yeah uh i mean i don't know if i i i <laughs> I, I guess uh, I don't like adrenaline that much. I don't know about uh, putting myself in those kind of positions personally, but yeah, we'll see. With with me, it's just more of a like 
I, I hate to say, it, but I have that, I have that in me where I gawk at just something I shouldn't be looking at. And like, you know, right. like, you know, there's a car crash. You're like, I should be a little right. more respectful, but you have to, I'm just like, I'm too curious. Yeah, so I'm I just see. like, I, I'm like, you know, I, I hope nothing bad happens, but you know, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, you're just like, man, something might just happen. And that's kind of the alert of watching it. Cause knowing right. these wrestlers and you know, they're going to do something out there, you know, there's going to be a crazy spot and you know, right. it's going to be awesome. Right. Like, that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, Oh, someone's going to get hurt. I'm just like, there's going to be this epic right. thing that's going to happen on television right. and I want to see it. And I'm okay right. with, I'm okay with what they're doing because they're safe, right. they're professional, but at the, you're just kind of like, but something could happen. Yeah. You never know. So it's always, it's always at the back of your head. So you're kind of like, I want to see the cool shit. Right. Something bad could happen. Scratchy, scratchy, scratch. Do I want to see something bad happen? Not right. really, but I kind of do. <laughs> like it's just, yeah. it's just that weird, weird thing in your brain, I guess. See, maybe for me, because the first, so I never, I maybe growing up watching wrestling, I would have that kind of like, uh, sorry for lack for, for I'm using this word as a lack of a better term, but like, um, I would be kind of desensitized to that kind of uh, violence, I guess, if I kind yeah. of grew up with it. Um, the first time I watched like a wrestling program was All Out 2020. Ooh. And in that match, if you will recall, in All Out 2020, it was that match between Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy, where Matt Hardy took that bump and he like smashed the back of his head onto like hard concrete. And they had to like get medical people to go and have a look at him. And uh, that really kind of uh, scared the shit out of me. Um, so from that point on, I definitely had this fear when I watched wrestling that I was going to see somebody else kind of smash the back of their head like I saw Matt Hardy. And over time, I realized, ah, that doesn't happen all that often. But then I think the Dante Martin's uh, injury kind of made me go like ah yeah oh no actually even hangman hangman earlier this year when um when uh, moxley like concussed him super hard like they had to stop the match um that also made me kind of go like ah is it worth it <laughs> to watch something where somebody might potentially you know die see i don't know me and me and the ninja of the swamp we like to send right. ourselves like uh <laughs> things back and forth of like, did right. you see this fucked up thing? I saw this fucked up thing. You should watch this fucked up thing. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens see, to where. Yeah. I had like, to I, tell I, him, stop sending me videos of people dying. Um, right. And he stopped, but I guess he's still sending them to you. Oh, I love it. Cause I'm just like, Oh, well. <laughs> so I find it, it. I think it's like kind of a competition between us who can gross each other at the most or right. who can scares the most. Like, I sent him one, I think, yesterday that was pretty crazy. It was this guy who did this, uh, was trying to do the Sammy Guevara 3630 or whatever it was. Okay. And do the land on your neck and roll forward after you hit him on the ground. But he right. over-rotated and Buddy moved out of the way. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. Was he okay? You heard the, you heard the, you heard the announcer, oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was. I don't like, and it looked like his neck was broken and then buddy pulled him over and, and like pinned him. Right. And like didn't even check, like didn't check on him. Like, Hey, you okay? Just pulled this guy's right. lifeless body. Who now, who's now just a talking head. To oh, cover no. him. Like no one checked on the dude and it was just like, Oh no, he's, he's limp. And Oh, that neck flop. And you're just like, Oh, uh, it's bad. 
Yeah. Oh, no. I can send it to I you like if you that. want. No, I don't want to. <laughs> did you find well, out if he was okay after or? I, 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 I didn't. I'm just like, he, he, oh. he could be alive. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I, just, I, I could I can't, like I could just watch it. I don't need to know. I'm just like, yep, that sucked. Uh, I hope he made it. I just yeah, don't. No. I don't. I don't. I don't go back and look and be like, did he make it? I'm like, eh, I don't. I don't want to know if he didn't. So I just hope yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, oh. like, that's my motto. Just like, oh, he survived that. He's okay. It's okay. okay. I just complete deniability. I just think, yeah, he made that. Uh, yeah, it's like, it's like the same. It's it's like the same thing where I I sent I sent uh, the ninja this uh, this uh, video of a guy who was like in this like backyard wrestling and he was up right. on the the middle rope and he went to jump off and both his legs broke and he looked like grasshopper for a second because of the way oh, his legs no. bent. Oh, oh yeah, God. like he was looking at his feet, grasshopper. Like it was wow. <laughs> Apparently he's okay. Oh. It was just his legs, but his legs were just decimated. But oh, there's a man. big, there's a big GoFundMe uh, uh, page, and I think I think he got the help he needed. So, but yeah, oh. it was like somebody helped grasshopper legs. It's just right. like, oh dear. Oh. Yeah, I've yeah, seen some no. crazy. We've seen some crazy things in wrestling. The the ninja and I. Yeah, I I don't know about that kind of stuff. I, um, yeah, that's. That's really uh Well we used to watch like deathmatch wrestling. Like we, right. we we watched tapes of it. Like we watched like God, I can't even remember like uh, what was the name of the Onita's promotion? I can't remember for the life Oh of yeah, I know what you're talking. They did a behind the or not. Yeah, they did a dark side of the ring. Anyway, about it, yeah. Yeah, so Onita's promotion was just absolutely crazy. Like they had a what is it? Ring ring ropes of fire match. Right. Um, I seen a guy get power bombed and get lit a flame because they power bombed him in lighter fluid and he jumped over the top rope so they could put him out. So like he had to have some really bad burns after that. But you're just yeah, like you're probably. just looking at it going like, why did we do this? Like who who thought this was a good idea? Right. Yeah. There was some it's craziness. It's kind of like that episode of The Simpsons where um um Lisa thinks she's going to lose her brain because of the Simpsons gene and finds out that the Simpsons gene is only on the men's side. And then they look out the window and it's all the Simpsons men in a circle and two of them have like um, metal pots on their heads and they're just like <laughs> ramming into each other head first. <laughs> like that's yeah. what wrestling is like. It's just like people just very base instincts like, yes, people smashing into each other. Yay. And uh, it just it's just dumb enough uh, for what we need in these uh, troubling end times that we're living in. So you still thinking it's the end of times, eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, I totally. Yeah, it totally is. It's fine, though. It's fine. The other day. So I got a Fitbit. <laughs> I, like, I got it. Oh, fine. that reminds it's me. It's, supposed to, so it's OK. It's OK. Moving on. I got a Fitbit. It's like, complete, like 180. <laughs> No, well, no, it's actually not. You'll see. You'll see in a second. So I got a Fitbit this week um, because it's Amazon Prime Day. And I was just like, whatever, um, let's support capitalism, I guess. Um, so I um, I got a Fitbit and uh, I'm like going through like when you install a Fitbit on your phone and everything that you have to like give it your phone and the Fitbit, all these permissions. And like oh, yeah. one of them is like, can we keep your biometrics? And it's like, why do you want my biometrics? Like, I need them. You don't need my biometrics. Don't worry about my biometrics. But like, if I don't allow it, then 
I can't use the Fitbit. So it's like, oh, fuck. And then I was like, you know what? The world's ending. Uh, it's on fire. None of Nothing matters. So yeah, okay, Google, you can have all my biometrics. Have at it. Have fun. Wow. That's um, just like, you just caved, totally caved. You're like, fine, whatever. corporate. None whatever. of this matters. None <laughs> of this matters, Chris. I mean, Turbo, it's over. It's fine. Just, it's, you just, you, you know that it's true. And then you just kind of move on with your life. And that reminds me, the last time I was on the podcast, it was not a wrestling roundup, but it was just a, a geek streak that I filled in at the last minute when I guess uh, the algorithm couldn't join. And um, I mentioned a book that I read called The Overstory by Richard Powers. And I said it glamorizes um, ecoterrorism. And now to my horror, before the, the episode came out, I started reading about this conspiracy theory that the oh. fires that are happening in Canada are set by arsonists to like move forward a like climate change uh, agenda. I don't know. Um, but I just want to clarify, I do not subscribe to that conspiracy theory. In this book, uh, the glamorization of eco-terrorists is done in that these people are like chaining themselves to trees that people want to cut down. And uh, there is an act of arson against a logging company. Um, it's uh, definitely got sort of a it's a very pro tree book. I love trees. Trees are great. Um, I, I have a newfound appreciation for trees since reading this book. And uh, I also want to say that the wildfires are happening because of many reasons, but not because it's a global conspiracy to push forth a, a agenda uh, regarding climate change. Climate change is real. It is happening. Uh, and uh, we waited too late. And uh, we're not going to save it. The planet's planet will be here. We just won't be able to live on it anymore. So humanity, as we know it, is on the decline. Gave it one, maybe two generations max. Uh, by 2100, uh, we will be extinct. And uh, I'm at peace with that. Anyways, back to wrestling. Uh, at least my kids get to grow up. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, I hate saying that. And I kind of hate thinking that because I know so many people who have children, very young children. And I'm just like, if I had children right now, I, I mean, I'm already f fucking anxious about like my life and my retirement and all that. Um, like, do I even bother saving up for retirement? Who knows? Um, anyway, um, I have all this anxiety about my life and my quality of living and the quality of living of like my friends and family. Like I can only imagine if I had children, how I would be feeling right now. So. Oof. Yeah. It's Luckily pretty bleak. You, yeah. Your, your children are more or less grown at this point. So. Yeah. My kids, like I said, 21, 18, 15, 15 acts right. like 30, 18 acts like he's 40. My 21 year old's probably 65 at this point. <laughs> it's just, they grow up so fast. Um, right. But like, you know, uh, I look at the world as yeah things are things are kind of fucked up. I look at my like my kids and I go, my kids are never going to be able to do what I just did, and that's no. my house. And like yeah. I said, like like I said to Lindsay before, I'm like the kids will never be able to do this, and she goes yeah, and I'm like, so like I feel bad for that for them for that. So right. then we were thinking, okay, well, we own this. We're going to be in it for at least 20 years. What do we do? Well, within that right. 20 years, we should probably, okay, 
maybe, you know, once we get some equity built into the house, we can borrow against the equity and then we can fix everything up, get it all, get it all set and ready for them. So like maybe they, they can live here together if, you know, with their significant others until, you know, they can save up and do their own thing. But like, I already told the kids, like I looked at Sean, I'm like, dude, I don't expect you to get a place ever. So like you can live here for however long you need. Same to, I said it to my, I even said it to my oldest daughter, like she lives with her mom, but like if, you know, you're not happy, that sort of thing, you can, we can make it work. You can come out here. Like we're, we're looking, you know, like we, we've accepted the fact that our kids aren't leaving us. I'm not, we're not going to be empty nesters anytime soon, just with the way the world is with the cost of living and all that bullshit. Right. But, but yeah, like I'm trying to remain positive. I'm like, well, things you guys need to have happen. a lot of property though so like you in theory could just like get one of those like pre-built like prefabricated homes like those prefabricated I, like trailer homes yeah and, like, i could put, put two on, on the property. back i could put two on the back like if i could if they wanted right. to live in small houses right like, I, could put, I could put two i could put two mini homes on the like not mini homes but i could put two like micro houses on the back property right and try to I could then you could try to you know wire them into the electrical and the septic and whatnot. Might have to get right. a septic tank and stuff, but but like you could do that, like and you know, and then buying the micro house and then not having to buy the land. That's yeah, you know, that that that's, saves the money. So they're yeah. like, there's lots of options for the kids. So as well, like, and you guys, like I said, back to like green space and trees. Like you guys are far away from the city. Oh yeah, um, like that's awesome. <laughs> I'm like in the thick of it. I'm like probably going to get lung cancer because I live like right by a major artery road. <laughs> like I just. Here's a question like, for you. If you had that? the opportunity, if you had the opportunity to take your job remote and always right. be remote and you could just right. leave Toronto, where would, where are you going? Montreal. I'm actually what? tempted to move to Montreal right now. Like I've asked Swamp Ninja, like, Hey, both of our jobs have uh, locations in Montreal. Like, would you be, if I could get a transfer there, would you be down? And he's like, yeah, I'd consider it. So yeah, I'm actually very, I'm thinking maybe, maybe in the next 10 years. That's a big step for the ninja. That's a big step for the ninja. Leaving Toronto. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He loves that city. I mean, he used to, I mean, he's probably. No, I used to love Toronto too. We both fucking hate it now. Yeah, uh, Toronto is not what it used to be. Toronto fucking sucks, actually. Toronto is a garbage city. Um, I, I hate it here. <laughs> I'm I'm happy that we elected Olivia Chow, but I have no faith that she's going to be able to fix any of the problems with this city. Um, there's huge problems, and nobody wants to piss off rich people, and so nothing's getting done. Um, well, here, but this is yeah. I had this discussion. This has gone way off topic, but hey, right? Yeah, we should this maybe. Okay, this okay, is, fine. This is fun. We'll we'll leave it. Okay. It's fine. We'll 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 let the we'll let the viewers know in the in the uh, preamble of the, right. the podcast that we've done this. But okay. my my thing about like trying to watch politics, and I, I like right. I try, I can't because it makes me so angry. Um, because <laughs> how do I put it? Like I watch I watch the the house in in session, and right. all it is is theater and acting. Oh, absolutely. And, try, and trying to get zingers, and I'm just like, right. We're he- I thought you guys were here to answer the questions. And no. Make, make no. It's just theater, and I'm just like, yeah. Maybe I should be a politician because I'm like, yeah. I can lie. I'm a good liar. 
<laughs> well, no, that's the problem I feel like with politics. Well, okay, so like I, I would say I'm an anarchist in that like I don't have faith in um, like having uh, a, a, a leader or like an organization be a leader. I believe in like a collective. Um, you want a hive mind. You yeah, no, I don't mind. want a hive mind. I want, I just want a, a, a society where people treat each other with kindness, help each other out. Um, and that's America, um, isn't you know, it? <laughs> no, and then I said you, that out loud. You, no, you come, to, you you come together for the bigger things, and you work together, and you collaborate, and you everybody lives within their own means. Nobody, um, you know, nobody is uh, is there to point fingers and t- delegate and tell people what to do and what's right and what's wrong. Like, uh, I, I understand that it's interesting, not interesting. I, I, it's, it's something sort of in the, in the abstract that makes sense, but in practical uh, application in the reality we live in, it could never work. So I, I'm pretty real, um, I guess, realistic about uh, the possibilities of what could be done um i they're not very good i i don't have much hope that's why i think um we only have a generation or two left in our species but um the problem is that the people who gravitate towards like positions of power are not the best people like people who are like who are more like me and their values and like helping each other out and all that uh do right by the community making sure everybody's taken care of so that everybody's doing well. Um, you know, I think everybody benefits when everybody's doing well. Like we've seen that in the past when there's high income inequality, you see um, very um, violent, um, violence tends to go up and, and antisocial behavior goes up when things are doing, everybody's doing there's social safety nets in place. People are happier and they do better and they don't commit as many crimes and don't commit antisocial behavior. Um, I think bad people who are greedy or arrogant or narcissistic or whatever, whatever thing, arrogant, egotistical, whatever you can think of, people that have, that value themselves above everybody else, they're drawn to like those positions of power so that they could be like, yes, I'm... I'm great. You have to bow down to me. And those people tend to gravitate towards politics. And that's why we just have what you said, theater. It's just people who are there to be self-aggrandizing and being all like, I'm the smart one. Everybody look at me and how smart I am. Clap for me. Clap, 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 clap. Like, it's, yeah, it's just, all, it's all like, ugh, I hate it. Like, yeah. I don't, know how many, I don't know how many times I heard triple, triple, triple the tax or, right. Like, uh, what is it? Uh, like, what's their new thing that they're doing? And like the liberals too. Oh, healthcare, healthcare, oh, healthcare. And you're like, you've done nothing. Like I'm living right. on an island right now. My doctor has resigned. Resigned. Right. Because right. it's just like, I can't deal with this shit anymore. I'm done. Right. I'm going. But a part of that too, though, is the provincial though. If your conservative provincial government is cutting um, public services, Where's the incentive for your doctor to want to stay? Well, you know what I mean? The That's thing. the same thing is happening in Ontario. People, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the public sector workers, especially in healthcare, they're not paid well and they've been overworked for the past, what, three years now with like, you know, seemingly no end in sight. 
Um, and then you have a government that's saying like, yeah, 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 we're going to give you 1%. We're not even going to give you the cost of inflation or cost of living increase every year. No matter what, no matter how hard you work, you're only getting 1%. That's fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. Like there's a lot of corporate greed and that's the problem is it's all about yeah. the corporations keeping them rich. Um, and that sort of thing. But you know, we've, we've ranted a bit enough. Let's get back to the rest. <laughs> back to wrestling. That was a downer. Uh, sorry. <laughs> That's sorry, okay. Sorry, everybody. Um, yeah, the, again, why? And I'm fine with it. I'm at peace with it. It's okay. It's going to happen. We're, we're, it's, we all have to die anyway, right? Anyway, Some sooner so, than others. Some sooner than others. <laughs> so I said something, uh, and this will actually help segue back into wrestling. I said something, I think, uh, in my little rant there, possibly, was nothing matters. Smile anyway. And that is one Willow Nightingale's uh, little mantra when she comes out, her catchphrase, if you will. And uh, she is now our um, Owen Hart uh, women's uh, tournament champion. How, how are you? And Willow, she had a brief stint as the New Japan Strong Woman, as the inaugural New Japan Strong Woman, which was supposed to go to Mercedes Monet, but got injured. Uh, Willow Nightingale has been having quite the year. What are your thoughts on uh, Willow Nightingale? I like Willow. She has a great persona yeah. on screen. She has a great, I, I don't want to say like message, but like she comes across women. Can, she's very likable. People can relate to her because they probably feel the same way as hers. Like nothing matters, right. but let's just keep on trucking. Yeah, let's have a good time. Let's yeah, dance. we're here. Yeah, it's just like Trooper said. Uh, we're here for a good time, not a long time. There you go. But, but the thing is, is I want her. To be uh, like, is, she, is she still the ROH champion? No, that's Athena. No, that's Athena's Athena. ROH. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting yeah. confused. Let's back for a second. Uh, she's not New Japan Strong Women's Champion anymore. Who did she no, drop she, the title to? Julia. Julia, that's right. And yeah. then. Then she won the Owen Hart tournament. Right. And didn't didn't her and Athena have a little banter back and forth where now she's going to go after Athena for the ROH title, you think? I suspect that is going to happen. Now, whether Athena drops it, I don't know. And if Athena does drop it, I hope that means it's because she's coming to AEW for a bit. Yeah, um, I want I want heel Athena fighting Dr. Britt Baker so bad. Because yeah, I that'd think, be great. I, I think it'd be great for Britt to be in the ring with someone who's not afraid to fucking go. Right. Because, like, that's Athena. Athena's just like, yep, we'll give it a shot. Right. Fuck up, you'll find out. That sort of yeah. thing. Like, yeah, so, like, I'll ma- I'm going to make it work, so I may hurt you, but it's going to work. That sort of thing. Right. No, I get it. Um, Athena, for me, is like one of, if, I mean, she's arguably the best women's wrestler in the ROH AEW roster, in my opinion. Um, and dare I say, she's one of the best wrestlers, period, in the, the company right now. She's fantastic. And she gets a good match out of everybody she wrestles, and they're always entertaining. And I just, I think she's fabulous. I think she's great. You know who she reminds me of? She reminds me of Kevin Owens because she just talks shit in the ring the whole time. <laughs> it's just constant jabbing. And so if if like a crowd man, like a, the crowd yells, she yells back right. while she's beating the person's ass. That is awesome. That's how wrestling should be. Right. I know yeah. I don't, I have no say in the matter, but like at least that type of 
commitment to like right. talking shit. I like that's if you want to be a badass, that's how you do it. you talk and shit was, in the ring, you talk it at the crowd while you're beating right. up the opponent. That's how right. you do it. Yeah, and what I like about her is she's not one of those cowardly who has to cheat to win. She's just an asshole and she'll like keep beating up on you after she's already won the match, you know. She's like one of those kind of heels. Um, yep. and I think it works great. I think she's awesome. So here's, uh, here's my theory. We'll, okay. We'll play some fantasy booking right now. Here's my theory. Okay. okay? So okay. Athena and Willow, they feud. Willow right. takes the belt from Athena. Athena okay. goes to dynamite, right. walks in and starts going on a tear, starts ripping through everyone. Beats Soraya, right. beats Ruby, beats Tony, oh, okay. beats Brit, beats everyone and gets right. And then, then it's, and Statlander's doing the same thing, right? Statlander's all oh, okay. on like the fighting champion. So you get right. you bring her in, you let her just go on a tear, and then all of a sudden, you know, uh, the, uh, there's an open challenge, and it's for like Sky Blue or something like that, or another, okay. you know, another wrestler that really shouldn't get the shot. It should be Athena, and Athena right. beats her ass and comes out, and then takes the takes the title from Statlander. I think that's the I think that's the goal. They want to get that belt off Statlander quick. Because they want Statlander to go be uh, AEW Women's Champion. Because I don't, uh, I don't know what. I what about know. Jamie? I don't think Jamie Hayter's going to be ready for Wembley. Really? Um, I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't heard anything. Um, I thought maybe they were over exaggerating her injury so that they, she could get the big pop at Wembley, so that it could be her and Tony Storm there, since they both maybe. have histories in England. But yeah, if I, she's not ready, she's not cleared, then yeah, who knows what's gonna happen. I, like, I would hate for I, them I, to just mix the to change the story up and just put Brit in her place because I don't want to see Brit get the belt again. No, Brit um, Brit with a title is not needed at this moment. We need no. we need someone who can make a title right. a title that's gonna run right. through people. And I mean right. when you think about it, it's either Athena or you get heel Statlander and like No, but get, no, Tony Storm's the heel. So Statlander works because she's a face. Athena's a heel. I'm thinking Athena joins the Outcasts because she's technically ex WWE as well. Mm, but I don't think her and Trish are gonna or who her and uh, Trish. Why was I saying Trish? Wow. Uh, her and Saray would click. I don't think. But maybe that's the story. May yeah. She they, shows they, up they, and she's oh, all she like, shows up. Hey, Saraya, you think Saraya. you're badass? Like, you haven't oh, been yeah, wrestling. Yeah, yeah. Let me like I'm the one who should run this. I'm the best wrestler in this company, and then yeah, that something like the that. Clash. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a cool idea. Just to give them another story, especially if let's say like let's say you know Jamie Hader is um, better and she gets the belt back at Wembley. Do they really just want to keep having the outcasts feuding with Jamie Hader again? Like maybe give it a break and. Let them have I, their own in-fighting storyline while Jamie would, Hader can go be a fighting champion against other people for a bit. I would love to see Soraya and uh, Ruby fight. Because yeah. I think Ruby Ruby can make uh, Soraya look good because Ruby can sell like a motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think that should happen. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> and then Tony, I think Tony... Goes off on her own. It's like, I can't stand you two right now. I'm fucking done. And she goes off on her own. And maybe she goes and uh, joins uh, Bullet Club Gold. 
yeah with her hubby that, with her hubby that, right so she gets to go and be the only girl like the only hot chick in the group so like that'd be kind of neat go uh, yeah it's, it, i mean she needs to stay heel oh absolutely she, well, pull the club so bolt heel. She, yeah so. no for sure no I, i'm just saying like if you're gonna change something for tony storm as long as she stays heel it could probably work She's a, she's a, like I just said. Athena's one of the best wrestlers, arguably the best female wrestler. Like Tony Storm is up there as well. Like she's top five in the ring. Like um, so, uh, and she's so much better on the mic as a heel than as a baby face. So she needs to stay heel. Um, no, I agree. Uh, Tony Storm is a great heel. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I want to see, and it hasn't happened in so long, and I'm getting tired of no one's answering my questions. I send Twitter messages to Tony Khan. He's not answering. Where's my (laughs) Abaddon? Where is Abaddon? I'm tired of waiting. Put her on TV. We want to see her. I don't know why you're not pulling the trigger. She's got a cool gimmick. You can put her with Dan Housen. You can put her with... You could put her with anyone right now, and she's she's going to move merchandise. Right. Like, she's... Even if she's not, you know, great, a great wrestler, which she is, I think, considering how long she's been wrestling for, she's doing right. fantastic. Right. Um, but like not giving her TV time and just letting her do these house shows is not doing her any favors. She needs a payday. Let's get her some merch. Let's right. get her on TV and like, like, you know, let's let her hone her craft on, you know, put her on collision. I guarantee you was a few of the oh, women people- over there would, would work with her. Um, I I know even uh, what is it uh, Jade Jade would love to work with with Abaddon they're like f- right. friends or whatever right or see Julia Hart versus Abaddon that might be fun oh, too absolutely like Julia and her like Julia's like just coming into her own getting her getting her gimmick understanding right. the psychology of work, working in the ring as a heel and right. then to have to have Abaddon come in and just got be like that rough shot rampant just beast because like yeah. Julia's what nineteen and oh now or something like that. Yeah, no, ever since she's joined House of Black, they've been pushing her um, win record, well. right? So, yeah. like, that's one thing I have to say um, that I kind of, I'm disappointed with with Collision, uh, not with Collision the show, but just the the fact that it exists. Uh, we lost the YouTube shows. And yeah, the, the dark and the uh, yeah dark elevation. And if you're a fan of the women's wrestling in AEW. That's basically where you would see it. So now we're down to only three women's match a week in AEW. If you want to watch women's wrestling, you have to watch Ring of Honor. So I actually wouldn't be surprised if Anne showed up in Ring of Honor before she showed up back in AEW. Well, put her somewhere. I want to see her. <laughs> like That's I want to, I, I want to, I want to, I want to see her. Just stick to her gimmick. Like I love the fact right. she stays in character. That's right. I love that. That's why I like Rosemary. She stayed in character. Now she's Courtney Rush again. I don't know how I feel about it. I yeah, uh, when uh, Swamp Ninja saw that, he was like, oh, no, we have to check on Turbo. Is he okay? I'm okay <laughs> with it. It's just uh, okay. I like Rosemary better. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, have you been watching like, Impact at all? A little bit, yeah. I, I yeah. Doubt. I, like when Rosemary's on, I watch. And when uh, right. what's his name is uh, – Sammy Callahan. I'm a Callahan fan. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, so I I I'll, I watch every now and then. So but I yeah, I there's some watch great wrestling I, though. 
It is. It's actually not a bad promotion for all the people who like laugh about it. Like if they actually watched it, they'd be kind of impressed with the wrestling. They have a lot of really good wrestlers on right now. Um, but I, it's um, on Saturday nights. That's when I watched it. And now that Collision's on, I watch Collision instead. So I haven't really been watching Impact much lately, but I did see that uh, Trinity uh, the got the, is the champ. She got the belt. Good for her. Um, yeah, and uh, Josh Alexander's back from injury, so that should be fun to see uh, if he gets his belt back, as he should. Um, although, is, is um, Alex Shelley still champ? No, Grisham beat him. Oh, okay. Yeah, Grisham um, and uh, and Trinity, they put up a photo on uh, the Instagram, King and Queen. Oh, good for them. Yeah, so... But yeah, Trinity won, Grisham won, and then all of a sudden, you know, it'd be cool if like I would like I would like to see maybe like Tony try to maybe make a knockouts division in in one of yeah. the shows, like or just have you know, like his own like if it's possible, like make a deal with Warner Brothers to have like one you know YouTube or streaming only show maybe. And it'd be the women's wrestling, like something like, like we. The, yeah. the, the roster is so big and so awesome right. that like it could it could do its own show, and you could have a, you could take the two women's titles, and then create a women's right. tag team and a women's trio. You got your right. own AEW on that little promotion, and you know you put Abaddon and all those characters that have the right. have the character and the pizzazz. You're selling a shit ton of merchandise. You're gonna sell your right. show, but and that's what I feel. The- Sorry, go ahead. Like that's what I find that is kind of lacking in in uh, in Dynamite. They're 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 doing uh, they're they're kind of going against themselves. They're not booking really great matches. They're trying to book more story segments. Yeah. Whereas Collision is all about the fucking wrestling right. with the story. It just seems to be a more well cohesive show when I'm watching it. Right. And even but, this like, week, I noticed that. Did you notice like at the very beginning they like talked to. FTR and they said their little speech about how they're going to beat the shit out of Bullet Club Gold and then Bullet Club Gold came in and said their little like heel yeah. kind of thing and like yeah, yeah. Ruby had her little moment and Willow had her little moment and then do, do you know what that's from? What's that? Oh, is that from WCW show? No, that's from WWE. WWE started that with Saturday Night Main Event is like when the oh, when the really? show would when the show would go live, they'd have these little vignettes of the mat- of talking them talking about the match that was going to happen. It's straight up copying WWE Saturday Night Main Event, but using WCW's colors for their oh, logo. Okay. Oh man, yeah, it's crazy. Oh man, I don't know. I I, I do like uh, the look and every the feel of Collision. That said, actually. Um, this past weekend, it was Ian Riccoboni instead of Kevin Kelly, and I prefer Ian Riccoboni. Uh, that is I, sacrilege. Really? Sacrilege. Kevin Kelly is the shit. Really? Yes, it's Kevin okay. Kelly. Kevin Kelly is awesome. Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness are the team, hands down, best best going in the promotion right now. Better than fucking Taz and, and what's his name, Excalibur. Better than Jericho, Excalibur, and Taz. Better than JR and Excalibur and Taz. Better than Ski Yvonne and Jericho and Taz. Like, all those guys can't hold a candle to Kevin Kelly and Nigel McGuinness. They are way better. 
I disagree. Um, but everybody's entitled to their own opinion. So, uh, no, I, I think, um, I think I, I actually, I think re, Ian Rigaboni is great. Uh, the ROH, I don't watch ROH religiously, but that's actually one that Swamp Ninja will watch with me occasionally, though. Um, I, I quite like him on uh, Ring of Honor, and yeah, I thought he was especially great in the in the FTR um, Bullet Club match. Like he was just he was a, a great prize for the audience. It seemed like he was, you know, really getting into the match as well. And I don't know, I thought it was pretty great personally. I'm just an old man and yelling at clouds. <laughs> That's all. No, it's no. You're like I said. You're entitled to your opinion, so it's fine. No, even though worries. it's wrong. <laughs> no, opinions are. I mean, I, so opinions are opinions. But I will say though, if your opinion is like founded on like bad information, then I don't know how valid your opinion is there. But your opinion just now about uh, your preference in announcer in uh, wrestling, uh, specifically the AEW wrestling, um, that is. There is no scientific uh, answer to that question. So if you're, that's your opinion, then that's your opinion. You're entitled to it. Enough said. Enough said. <laughs> um, yeah. Any other wrestling uh, things you wanted to discuss since it has been a while? Was there uh, any well, anything in particular that? Have, uh, have, have you gotten the new AEW video game? No, I am curious to play it. I know that it hasn't gotten the best reviews, but um, I also hear though that if you just want to, you know, pick up a game and and just play, uh, that's not the point like of the a, game. Like that's yeah. what people don't understand. Like that's what Kenny Omega and everyone they wanted that old school nostalgia. Nintendo sixty four. Pick it up, hold a button, push a button. That's right. it. All there is to it. You, you know, you can learn the intricacies and stuff. But if you just want to have a fun little game, right? This is what you play. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to be like. Ah, oh, should I get it? Do I need another right. video game? Yeah. But I don't well, know. I think I'll wait till it goes on sale. Once it goes twenty bucks, yeah. I'll probably pick it up. Yeah, that's what Slot Ninja said. Slot Ninja's like, yeah, no, I'm not gonna pay eighty bucks for it. But you know, if it ever ends up on Game Pass or something, definitely. Uh, Game Pass is a it. wonderful, wonderful tool. I try. love that thing. Yeah, um, I I don't really um, I don't really game too much lately, um, but uh, the Swamp uh, Ninja was definitely uh, looking around and finding some some silly fun to play on uh, Game Pass uh, last weekend. So. So what was the silly fun? What did you guys do? Um, I don't. Oh, I I was working, <laughs> so oh. uh, he was just playing while I was working. Uh, he um, yeah, he found this one game that's just sort of like a, uh, I, I don't know how to describe it. There's a word for those type of games, but it escapes me right now. Um, it's one of those games where you just like walk around and you like talk to different people, and then you like. It's like a like a text kind of base. Oh, was he playing? Was he playing Pentiment? No. Pentiment? No. I don't. Yeah, know. it's it like a tech. Like a it's like a kind of game. Yeah, it's like right? a point and click. It was like the old point and click games on the computer. 
Yeah, it's, like it's kinda, in that style, but it's yeah, not yeah, the yeah, game yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. Cool. Um, also, cool. he wanted to install Conan, but uh, the installer's like <laughs> 17 years. And he only wants to, get, like, and this is callback to past episodes. Uh, I'll, can you guess why he wants to install Conan? He just wants to make a, uh, a naked character and go troll kids online. Uh, no, not quite, but <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, he wants to make a, a monstrosity and then go and just like try to weird people out that he encounters in the game. Yeah, like make this oh. like big googly eyed mofo walk around yeah. just uh, and then like turn the mic on and be like, what's up, guy? What's up? Hey. Yeah, no, hey. I don't think he would. <laughs> I don't think he would get on the mic. But what he wanted to do was a guy that was like, just like little tiny, like almost legs and then like a huge <laughs> upper body. Uh, he wanted to make that monstrosity um, and uh show it off in the in the internet space but it's just yeah the installation is taking forever so oh yeah i can't wait till he gets his hands on street fighter 6 if he ever partakes in that game because you can make um, monstrosities little 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 leg guys with big giant arms and little oh, tiny okay. heads oh yeah he'd have a blast okay well, he'd probably I, he'd, I, he'd lose a few hours messing around i know he would because we all yeah. know how he likes to configure and and build right. things in video games yeah <laughs> Yeah, no, uh, we we definitely know that about our, our dear old Swamp Ninja. Um, yeah, I don't know if he knows that about uh, Street Fighter. I'm sure he does, so I'm sure he'll he'll get around to it uh, when he gets the chance. He wants too to play Diablo games. as well, but Diablo is he was saying is too expensive right now. So, one hundred and thirty nine dollars um, for Diablo. Yep, if you want to get out, if you want it with the DLC in season one pass, yeah. Oh God, that's yeah. insane. That's okay. I just spent one hundred thirty nine dollars on Diablo. <laughs> no, on the Mortal Kombat one remake. God oh. damn it! <laughs> uh, yeah, pre ordered. Oh, why? Oh, it's pre ordered. You haven't oh, played yeah. it yet. No, I got. I won't get to play it until September. Oh wow! Yeah. But I was like, it's mine. I must have it. <laughs> it's like, wow. oh, well, luckily, because it's uh, because I get the uh, I pre-ordered it, I'll get to play the beta, which comes out a week before the actual game. So I'll get to see the right. game. I'll play the beta and maybe get a little head start on some of these fighters. But I already took I made vacation plans. I took the 18th, 19th and 20th off. Nice. I'm, like, I'm just like, get the game, play the game and play the game so much I hate it and then I'll, yeah, tell you, I'll go yeah. back to work then I'll go back to work and then I'll play it on the weekend see smart right smart. there you go yeah. smart yeah. boy yeah back in the day I um this is a long time ago um before I I would travel but I had take I had taken vacation from work and on one of my vacation days uh, I decided I was going to play Resident Evil 4 in one sitting um like with like I, I don't know if it was one save but like same kind of principle sort of and uh, I did it I think I beat the game in like I think it was like five and a half hours or something um but yeah and then I never played it again now I kind of maybe I should go back and play Resident Evil 4 I love that game Resident Evil 4 was a good game I liked was Resident Evil 4 was it called Code for no very 4 no. was Resident Evil 4 was the one with Leon Kennedy and the that's and the, right 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 
the girl that he has to um, Anya uh, save, and then like yeah, and he has to bring her home. And uh, yeah, uh, that game I had. You should play the remake. They re- they remade it like high resolution graphics. Oh yeah, no, like- yeah, we have it for. Um, if I'm not mistaken, we have it on the Xbox. I think I did try to play it recently, but um, yes, uh, I know, I am aware of that. That's, that's um, awesome. There was something I wanted to ask you um, related to. Um, yeah. Anyway, forget it. <laughs> oh, are you still playing a Vampire Survivor? <sighs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have. I think I have three achievements or four achievements left to go. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, what, did you get the DLCs and everything too? Yeah, I got the DLCs. Now it's going to go four player. Oh really? Yeah, four player online. <gasps> oh no. Oh yeah. So like, you know, you can play online. That's kind of neat. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I want to see how I stack up against people cuz I think I'm pretty good, but maybe maybe yeah, like I'm some online leaderboards would be kind of go- Oh, I know I'm garbage. I always <laughs> go to the, I always gravitate to the same weapons. I always go, I want oh, this okay. and I want I don't like anything else. And then I end up just winning the game because I don't choose anything. I don't, I don't risk anything. Right. That's the thing. Cause I'm like, I know my, I know what works. I like to do it. Right. But like lately I've been playing, like what usually had tends to happen is I get, I get a little, I, sometimes I like to overserve myself before I play a video <laughs> game. Cause then right. I stop thinking about how I usually play. I start going, well, what's this do? I get cu- more curious. So right. I usually have a little puff and then go play the game. And then I try different builds and, Right. You know, then you, you know, then you, and then, and then it gets you frustrating. Get a little creative. Well, you get a little creative, and when you die, you're like, okay, I know what to do. I think I know what to right, do. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm going to do this, this, and this, and not that, and right. I'll banish this to get that. Yeah, oh yeah, all that bullshit. Sitting there thinking and tr- trying to think nine moves ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I, uh, I, I, I love the Vampire Survivor. My buddy, uh, Tricky Nicky. Uh, he uh, likes to uh, play those bullet hell games and he's playing right now zombie survivor on steam and he's loving it. And he okay. sent me a, he said, it it's kind of like, it's, it's very similar. You just, you know, you're, you're stationed like you're a character that doesn't, you know, animate well or whatever. And you just walk okay. around and you're just shooting weapons. And this one, you, uh, you upgrade guns and armor and stuff, just okay. kind of like vampire survivor. Only it's like, you know, a little more tactical. It's like a soldier oh, okay. thing, but like, Looks really fun, really cool. I was just like, okay, that I, I could probably get behind that. And it's like $3 on Steam. So okay. It's like, what's, what's $3? Right. I don't buy, pe- I don't buy Pepsi tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. can, I mean, a cup of coffee at Starbucks costs more than that. Yeah. So it was like $3 for, a indie, for an indie promotion. Why not? It looks fun. I'll play it. I'll mess around with it when I'm, you know up right. late at night elevated in my toy room and i get bored with playing my toys yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah nice so it's called vampire survivor uh, sorry zombie survivor zombie survivor yeah it's on steam okay. i think it's, it's like three steam. or four bucks okay yeah. uh, not on uh the xbox not yet i'm assuming it probably will go that route because vampire survivor is did very well on game pass and made okay. people buy the dlc so it's it was smart it was smart Okay, so they'll, they'll, you'll, you'll see more of those type of games probably show up. Nice, because I like these type of games. Yeah, they're fun. They're just mindless fun. You know what it reminds yeah, yeah, yeah. me of? 
Basically, right. it's all the it's all the explosions and lights and flashing. It's like playing the VLTs back in the day. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's that. just yeah. it's just gambling. It's just gambling. Nice. Um. Aside from the from the video games, have you been reading any good comics lately? I just finished reading uh, episode. Oh, I'll just, I gotta look at it because it was one of those crossovers I downloaded, and I can't remember who I would crossover. Oh. I remember it was an '80s cartoon I used to watch. It's called Mask. Okay. And it's a it's a IDW's new publishing of that genre of of toy slash television okay. show. So it completely okay. flips it on its head, where they're a covert operation run by a bad guy and good people, and it's all it's awesome. And vehicles transform into other vehicles, like a car turns into a jet, the helicopter okay. turns into a jet, like that's. The boat, right. the the jeep turns into a boat, like all this weird shit. It's great. Right. And they so wear these little. Swab- oh, sorry, go ahead. They wear these little masks that give them like little powers, that kind of, oh, okay. kind of thing. Yeah. Swamp Ninja, he uh, for the comic a day, didn't he do like a week of mask? He did. Comic? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that's where I know that from. Yeah. Okay. Mobile Assault Strike Command, and okay. the it was with a K. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah, to make it fit. Uh, um, oh, cool. So you've you've been enjoying that on like your uh, e-reader, or I have it on my iPad. Nice. I wish I had an e-reader, but no, I got it on. Okay. Well, essentially, my iPad is just my e-reader. I have yeah, all my books exactly. and comics on it, and I nice. just use a I use an app called Chunky, and then I just upload my comics that way. It oh, syncs nice. to my Google. It syncs to my Google Cloud, and I just throw the, my comic books in there when I. When I download them from uh, DC uh, off of the uh, DC Universe app, okay. Because like I pay like I think it's like I pay eleven dollars for DC Universe. I paid eleven dollars okay. a month, and it gives me twenty two thousand comics. So oh I wow, can, like, that's really good. Yeah, it's not too bad. So like you know, I do have to. And use like a comics, VPN. you could read that in a few hours, right? It's not oh. like a book where. Well, so 22,000 comics is, is like, depends on the comic. Sometimes in that collection, it's, like, omnibuses of, like, 25, okay. uh, 25 or 30 books together. Okay. That sort of thing. Like, graphic novels. Like, they, what I really enjoy about the uh, the apps is they collect the, the story for you, so you don't have to right. remember your reading order. Like, you, okay. can, you can download it, and it when you're flicking through it, it'll actually play, it plays in the reading order that you're supposed to read. So it'd be like, okay. Book number one, book number two. Oh, oh I see. Oh, okay, comic cool. book, comic book three ninety eight of the Punisher. And then like it would, it breaks it up into all of that. So you get like the whole right. story. Okay. So it's pretty, it's really neat that way. So it's kind of, it's kind of cool to do that. But I mean, in all honesty, sometimes I'll just go on, I'll torrent it. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I like right. to get stuff for free and uh, so I'll go online and, and I'll, uh, you know, download a couple comic books and throw it on my e-reader. And then like, I, I'll go look up what the reading order is and put it in my notes and then just right. remember to open those comics in order. That's all I do. Okay. So yeah, it's, it's fun to do. It's basically, it's, it's kind of like my Zen. I kind of, yeah. I have a, I have a puff, some comics. It's my nightly okay. routine. And then I go sit out on the couch, watch an episode of Japanese Spider-Man cause I'm a nut. And then, or, or some Cayman Rider or some other sort of Super Sentai bullshit I watch. And then nice. go to bed, call it a day, wake up, do the same damn thing every day. <laughs> it's great. Right. Like, I, like, here's the thing about living out here is the fact that 
I don't, I'm not tempted to like, there's nothing around me. So I'm not tempted right. to go out to the like, Oh, I'll run to the store. The store's 30 minutes away. <laughs> like right. I'm good. So like, it's just like, it, it's kind of nice to the fact that like, I just, I come home and I just focus on just hanging out with the kids, hanging Aww. like talk to the wife. You know, honestly, most of the time I'm out here on the sun deck, they're playing Minecraft or whatever. And I'm out here editing podcasts, having a puff or reading comics. But, you know, we'll, we all go out on the deck as a family there and we barbecue nice. and hang out and we play some badminton and we have s'more days. And, you know, it's nice. It's just it's so quiet out here. I, oh, I lost really nice. I lost my hustle and bustle like because I don't live in town anymore. Right. So now I'm just like I come out here and it's just like, you know, you sit out and you don't hear anything you're just kind of like right. you know like yeah the highway's close to my house but like you you hear the cars but it's not like intrusive like you know honestly, right and you, how and it's not like you have gridlock traffic out there you're it's, no it's, it's probably no. consistent but not like ridiculous yeah and in all honesty if i throw out the uh i have a bluetooth monster speaker that has like a right. lantern in it we just pop that up and we turn that on, turn the music on. I don't hear the cars anymore. We're just rocking nice. and vibing. It's great. Nice. Like that's like yesterday. That's what we did. Oh, we, uh, nephew amazing. came, nephew came out. We hung out for a few hours, had some barbecue, chatted, had a puff, you know, shown him around the house, went out and he was looking at the burns and asking questions like, well, how do you fix this? And we were explaining how insurance works. Cause he's young. He's only 24. Right. So, He's getting a he's getting a crash course on how to apply if your insurance fucks up oh, that sort wow. of thing. But yeah, it's yeah. It, it's it's been a, it's been fun. So like I enjoy it. It's great out here. Yeah, it's way way laid back. Until you know I forget to do something, and you know the wife will be like, "Hey, you forgot to do that." And I'm like, "Oh yeah, you're right, I did." Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, "Ah, oh, my stoner <laughs> brain." But now it sounds amazing. Like over here, like I said, like. It's just uh, cars everywhere. Like this, oh, this shitty fucking city, man. I hate it. Um, yeah, everybody here. Like um, when we came back from New Brunswick, um, I one of my cats has diabetes, sausages has diabetes. So I had to go put him in, um, he had to stay at the cat hospital um, because um, he needs his medication in the morning and at night. And uh, I really couldn't miss this particular family function. So we went to New Brunswick. Um, I needed to pick him up before 7 p.m. Our flight landed in Toronto at 5.30, which is rush hour. And uh, so I, I get an Uber to get driven to the cat hospital, hopefully before 7. And we get stuck in traffic on the DVP. And I just see all these cars and all these cars have literally one person in each of them. And it's like... Yeah you all and they and they're not even like how many of them were tiny cars like most of them were suvs um it was just yeah it's just like no wonder our city's fucking polluted and like everybody complains about the gridlock and the traffic here and it's like yeah you could um take the perfectly adequate transit system if you hate traffic so much or you could carpool so that you know what i mean like if if everybody carpooled maybe if you have a bunch of people we're all coming from like I don't know Vaughn or something to go work downtown. Why don't they meet up somewhere in the morning, like at someone's house, and then drive down together? Like I don't know. It's just well, that's what me and Tricky Tricky Nikki do. We we carpool. Good. He, he's he's out further than I am, but he drives right. the same route. 
So when he works at eight to four and, and I work eight to four, he's like, you want me to pick you up? I'm like, yeah, that'd be nice. great. We just zip in together. There um, you go. And then I zip home with him and then, you know, we, we, uh, exchange, uh, you know, uh, emails and some cash for, for, uh, for gas or I buy lunch right. or we hang out and we get high or whatever. Nice. Like we, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Yeah. I it just makes don't sense. Know why it just makes sense. Right. Like why, why have, uh, I don't know. It's just here in Toronto, like everybody feels entitled to their car. Like downtown. And like, oh, the other thing too is you have people with their shitty sports cars. Like, okay, they're not shitty. They're like $100,000 cars or like Lamborghinis or whatever. But it's yeah, like, yeah. You're driving on fucking Young Street. There's a every half kilometer. There's a set of lights. Like yeah. you can't even get to your top speed. Why would you waste a hundred thousand dollars on this car that you can't even drive properly? It's the flex, yo. It's the exactly. Flex. Oh, but it's such a oh, what a ridiculous flex. Like, it's look, like I'm I got not a one to judge. Like, uh, like this podcast, nobody on this podcast has a right to judge about the dumb shit we spend our money on because we're adults buying right. toys. <laughs> but, but with that said, like, if if I would be, I mean, I don't know if I would be attracted to Swamp Ninja if he was like, yeah, I want a Lambo. Like, I I don't know. I just I don't I, I don't, I don't think he would be because it's just that's that's not Swamp Ninja. Yeah, no, it's no, no. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, that's not him. What are you yeah, talking about not. a Lambo? Shut the fuck up. Not you at want all. a Corolla? I mean... <laughs> you want a 1989 Corolla? No, two, no, two feet and a heartbeat. That's what he would say if he was here. Um, oh, yeah. He... He'd be like, uh, I'll walk to the bus and then I'll drive. Right. I'll take the bus for three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Swamp Ninja is somebody who could have a car. He has a license. He could yeah. buy one and pay for the insurance and pay for gas and do that whole song and dance but he's like why would i do that i live in a city with a perfectly adequate public transit system and like he also lives like where he lives specifically like you know people were bitching about 15 minute cities it's like what's wrong with a 15 minute city where you have everything you need and walking distance oh, instead of having to like get in your car and like drive around and look for a parking spot and deal with other drivers and get gas and all that like, they have them in Sweden. I, Let's just do it. Let's just do it. Like even me, like I don't live in a technically a 15 minute city, but you know what? My doctor's office is down the street. My there's a grocery. There's two grocery stores of walking distance. There's a department store. There's a hardware store. There's I could go see a dentist around here, but I choose to see the dentist uh, that is in the office in the building where my office is. Um, but like I live like during the pandemic. I was fine. Everything I could ever need was in a 15 minute radius that I could walk to. And it was fabulous. Like what's wrong with that? Like why, why would anybody fight that? And like Swamp Ninja, same thing in his neighborhood. His neighborhood is even better actually. Cause he has like antique shops and comic book shops and like fun bars and stuff like that in his area. I can't say the same for my area, but yeah, I'm not going to uh, lie. I liked Swamp Ninja's neighborhood. It was fun to yeah. live in for that, that month I was there. Yeah. Like, I just it, got to see it, some cool shit. It was great. Right. It, it was better when you were there too. It's, it's gone down since it's still, it's still one of the better neighborhoods in Toronto uh, or I, one of the more interesting neighborhoods in Toronto, but it's, it, it ain't what it used to be. Like rents really fucking everything over here in the city. Like if you don't have money, you're kind of fucked. So oh yeah, um, don't I it know? Sucks. It. 
Yeah. Don't I know it's like it's crazy here too. We can't get we like oh yeah. Like I said before, my kids are never going to be able to buy a house here unless right. the market completely crashes. That right. means I would probably lose my house in the crash. So I, I don't right. really want that to happen. But yeah. like it's it's to the point yeah. now where like people are like choosing between like okay, do I pay rent or do I right. do I buy food? Yeah, like, no, that's that's really fucked up. I, There's a renter strike here. A few buildings in Toronto here last weekend, they had a huge renter strike because their like their landlord was um, because of the when the building was built. Uh, the there is the exempt from rent control laws, which are uh, already very minimal here to begin with. So they were like, "Fuck this shit! We can't afford to live here anymore." And so they they organized a strike. I'm like, everybody should strike. Even people like in solidarity. Same with um, uh, workers. Like, there's way too much, too many people. I feel like every, I mean, I don't want to, we only have five minutes, I guess. It's not really worth getting into. But, like, yeah. Essentially, Swamp Ninja and I say it's the crumbles. Just, like, everything is crumbling. And um, and that's why everything we sh- is We running. should actually do a podcast or- about this where we just talk about just nonsense. And just have our Debbie Downer session. This would be great. <laughs> this is great subjects. For okay. sure. Okay, P- well, we'll... Pitch we'll, it we'll, to the ninja, see what he says. Okay, okay, <laughs> I'll let him know. I'll let him know that you're down for a, a bummer hour or two. Um, but sure. yeah, we got five minutes, and uh, we somehow managed to get off of wrestling again and talk about uh, why uh, everything sucks, uh, in at least in Canada right now. Do, do you want to know uh, why? We're stoned. We're just ranting. Yeah, exactly. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe if I was like you know on Adderall or something, a stimulant, maybe I'd be uh, more of an upper, and uh, I'd be uh, less uh, morose there. Sorry, do everybody. You, so, so, do you smoke sativa or do you do a hybrid? Like, what do you what do, what's your strain I usually of choice? Do a hybrid. I usually a do hybrid? a hybrid. Yeah, um, I I don't like um, high THC content because that makes me uh have anxiety attacks so i tend to go for a hybrid uh relatively low thc so so right now i am smoking i i smoked uh well it's a hybrid of uh sativa and indica uh thc was i do uh, prefer between seven oh that's too high for me yeah yeah, and I'm smoking a stubby with resin as well, so it's a 37. Oh, wow. Then I got resin, and then yeah, you're I gonna smoked, get fucked. I I, was, I smoked two already, so I'm I'm do, I'm good for the night. <laughs> uh, like yeah, literally, I, when I get off, like when I give the socials, I get off this podcast. I'm gonna go sit out on the couch and I'm gonna eat two ice cream sandwiches because I need to tame this beast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I am going to maybe make a bowl of popcorn and enjoy some TV and then go to bed at a reasonable hour like a like a normie. Um, I'll probably well, play video games until one in the morning. How good for you. What time do you have to work tomorrow? Seven. Seven? Yeah, seven oh, a.m. Wow. Well, I get up at seven so I can catch the bus and get into work. Oh, for okay. Eight. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you have to be up at seven. Okay. That's yeah. My, well, so my bus walk is actually a half hour away. So I get up at six thirty, walk to the okay. bus to be there for seven, hop on the bus, drive in town for about twenty minutes, and okay. and then then walk from my bus stop to my job, which is only a five minute walk. So I'm usually at work around seven thirty five. Oh, okay, yeah, not that's too not too bad. Yeah, it gives me a half hour to go in and make 
people angry. I like to stir the pot at work and make people upset. And I'll say things I shouldn't. And then I go, then I go sit at my desk, put my headphones in and ignore everyone. There you go. <laughs> yeah, but on that note, we got to yeah. go. We're going to drop off here. Okay. So yeah, you give the socials because I have no idea what they are. So we have the Retro2BD podcast on the Instagram. Uh, so you can search us there by going to at 2BD pods with a Z. You can find the Retro2BD podcast on TikTok. Just search Retro2BD pod. You can also find us on uh, Facebook. We have a Retro2BD podcast uh, page. You know how you know the drill. Just uh, search Retro2BD pod. Same thing on Spotify. All the uh, platforms, if you just search Retro2BD Podcast, you can find us on your favorite streaming site, except for Apple, because they will not tell me why they won't take me. But on that note, as always, on this podcast, we say dare to be stupid and peace. Okay.